of the land of Urgin, on the calyx of a lotus flower. O wondrous, the highest city has been attained. Thus Padmasambhava declares, O thou who art encircled with an entourage of darkenies, following thy example will I work. Thou must come here to give me thy blessing, Guru Padma Siddhi Hum. Ema o conchuk satsum deshe kundupa nigdu drawa gomed kapchika 
Tuk jilokdan yuwe totreng sa Mahaguru Padma Heruka Mugudum Shak Drakpo Sawadeb Dradong Gedang Bachad Jadpudok Marung Yelsen Jungpo Tamlotek Sampalungi Drupashingilob Emao, O wonder, O Guru Rinpoche, in all your glory, you embody the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha, the Guru, Yidam and Darkani, and all the Sukhutas. You are the sole refuge of unprotected beings in this dark age. Your compassion is as swift as lightning, Todrensal, great Guru Padma Heruka. With intense longing and fervent devotion, I pray to you. Turn back enemies, demons, obstructors, obstacles and spells. Bind by sacred oath all hostile spirits and all the demons of sickness. And grant your blessings so that all our wishes may be spontaneously fulfilled. When the signs of the times became apparent, at the, at the request of the noble consort and son, Dokense Yeshe Dorje uttered this as a treasure from his wisdom mind. Wondrous joy! I, Padma, the lotus-born guru, will relate in this exposition of my spiritual practice and liberating history how I mastered the sacred teaching of the three yanas and worked continuously for the happiness and welfare of all beings, perpetually turning the wheel of dharma throughout the past, present and future. Some people say that I revealed myself upon the pollen bed of a lotus in the Dhanakosha lake in the country of Urgyen. Some say that I was born a prince of Urgyen and others say that I fell in the flash of a thunderbolt to the peak of the Iron Mountain. There are many distinct beliefs held by different individuals and peoples, for I have appeared in many forms. However, 24 years after the Parinirvana of the Buddha Shakyamuni, the Buddha of boundless light Amitabha conceived the Bodhicitta in the form of the great compassionate one Avalokiteshvara. And from the heart of the great compassionate one, I, Padma, the lotus-born guru, emanated as the syllable Hri. I came like falling rain throughout the world in innumerable billions of forms to those who were ready to receive me. The actions of the enlightened ones are incomprehensible. Who is to define or measure them? That's from... A self-liberating life story of Padmasambhava, which is like a wish-fulfilling tree, taken from the seven profound themes of the great treasure revealer, Urgyen Chokya Lingpa. I'm sitting in the Padmaloka shrine room, and I've been chanting 
some invocations and mantras to Padmasambhava. I've also quoted from a life story of Padmasambhava where he says himself that some people think that he fell in a flash, like a flash of a thunderbolt or in the flash of a thunderbolt to the peak of the Iron Mountain. We're going to be, over the next weeks, months, might even be as short as days, I just don't know. We're going to be trying to see, trying to feel, trying to open up to lightning flashes from the blue beyond. We're going to be exploring this extraordinary, incomprehensible figure, being, consciousness. Uh, I don't know what you actually call uh, Padmasambhava uh, because Padmasambhava defies all definition. You could say we're going to be exploring his myths and all the stories that are involved with him. I can't go into all that background now, but uh, it's only lightning flashes, only glimpses of the precious guru, Padmasambhava. Uh, Padmasambhava is very important to us here at Padmaloka. Padmaloka means the realm of the lotus and the name, the realm of the lotus, Padmaloka, was given to this place by Bhante Urgin Sangharakshita when he moved into Padmaloka over 40 years ago now. And I've told this story before, you've heard this story before, but when he was just moved in, I think they'd only been there a few days, he was sitting in his study. And somebody came in uh, because they'd found something at this house, Lessingham House, uh, what was to become Padmaloka, what they'd found was a set of block prints, of, of printed uh, prints on uh, rice paper, I think it was rice paper or handmade paper, prints uh, in black of Guru Padmasambhava. And they brought them to Bhante and said, well, they're not mine, I don't remember having these. And they'd been found on the premises, these, uh, these prints of outlines of the form of Padmasambhava and uh, the traditional iconography of Padmasambhava. And uh, Bhante said, well, that's very interesting that you've brought these in at this moment because I was just thinking what to call this place. And I was thinking we should call it Padmaloka, the realm of the lotus, which is actually, incidentally, one of the names of Padmasambhava's pure land, his pure Buddha field, where he resides constantly teaching the Dharma. And Bhante said, well, the Tibetans would say that this is a very auspicious sign, that at the moment that I am thinking of calling this place Padmaloka, you should come in with images of the great the precious guru, Padmasambhava. So that's very important to us. Padmasambhava is a very important presence uh, in our lives uh, here at, at Padmaloka. We have various images and paintings of Padmasambhava, a number of them painted by uh, Aloka. We regularly, most Fridays since uh, lockdown be began, we've been doing a special Padmasambhava uh, puja, chanting different Padmasambhava mantras, chanting his invocation, chanting various offering verses and various meditations 
various litanies, liturgies devoted to Padmasambhava. He's a very important part of our lives, but a very subtle part of our lives, I would say, because Padmasambhava is actually a very mysterious and subtle figure and very important to Sangharachita. Very, very important to Sangharachita. Abhanti first encountered Guru Padmasambhava in the early 1950s in the eastern Himalayas in Darjeeling. He wandered into a dark uh, temple. Uh, I think it was in the main bazaar in, in Darjeeling, a, a, a Tamangompa. And in the gloom, he saw this extraordinary figure, this huge Rupa image of Padmasambhava in his robes and holding his staff and his skull cup and Vajra and that wonderful, mysterious expression on his face, that wrathful smile, that ecstatic frown. And by his side was Mandarava and Yeshit Sogyal, his Indian Darkani disciple, his Tibetan Darkani disciple. And Bhante said that he found the figure very mysterious, very strange, very other, and yet incredibly familiar, as if he'd always been there, as if Padmasambhava had always been there in his consciousness, waiting uh, to be discovered. And then some years after that, in the early 1960s, he was formally initiated into the meditations upon Guru Rinpoche Padmasambhava. He was initiated by the great Kachu Rinpoche, the abbot of the royal mon- monastery, the Pema Yongtse monastery in Sikkim. And Kachu Rinpoche had been uh, told Bhante that uh, he'd been instructed by their guru, Jamyan Kensi Rinpoche, Bhante's root guru, Kachu Rinpoche's guru. He was instructed by him to give Bhante the Padmasambhava sadhana and to name him Urgyen Sangharakshita, Urgyen Sangharakshita, Urgyen being the Tibetan form of Uddiyana, uh, meaning the realm, the place where Padmasambhava was born, where Padmasambhava came from. Show, sometimes Padmasambhava is just called Urgyen. That's, that's just his name. So naming Bhante Urgyen Sangharakshita, really sealing the connection between Bhante and Padmasambhava. And Bhante has had this deep and strong connection with Guru Rinpoche, Padmasambhava. He's had a strong devotion uh, to Padmasambhava. He's given various talks on Padmasambhava, communicated various teachings to Padmasambhava, although it has to be said that I feel that Padmasambhava is much more of a sort of secret, guhya, almost esoteric presence within Tri Ratna, within the Tri Ratna Buddhist order. Yes, we celebrate Padmasambhava. Yet day, we, yes, we have these talks, different talks by, Pad, uh, by Bhante on Padmasambhava, although he hasn't done many. But it's much more, I feel, a spirit. Padmasambhava is very much of the heart. Guhya, the word for secret and esoteric is Guhya, meaning of the heart, of the cave of the heart. Much more to do with inner experience. In some ways, it's best not to talk too much about Padmasambhava. It's better to meditate on him, to meditate on him regularly, to invoke him and to allow his presence to transform us. 
But it's good to talk. People love explanations. People love evocations. I love to talk. I love to talk about Padmasambhava. He's a passion uh, for me in my own life. So I'm going to use these coming days to communicate, to evoke, to hopefully get some glimpses of the lightning flashes of the blue beyond. Padmasambhava for now. Padmasambhava for our times. Padmasambhava in our life.